Well, good morning and welcome to Education Matters. Uh, we have two special guests today from the Putnam County Library. Sarah Crawford is, is going to be telling us about summer offerings and Catherine Weisinger is director of the library and going to be talking about summer offerings also along with a lot of, lot of other things. Welcome both of you. Thank you. We are and, super glad to be here. And Catherine, welcome back. You've been on here one one time before. Why don't you both tell our listeners just a very little about yourself? Catherine, go ahead and start. Sure. I am Catherine Weisinger, and I'm the director at the Putnam County Library. I'm still pretty new to the position, so I'm learning things every single day, but I love it. I grew up here in Cookville and traveled for a little while and worked out of Cookville for a few years, but I'm back and came from the teaching profession to be the director and have loved it. It's been really fantastic. Well, that's great. We're glad to have you back. And Sarah? My name is Sarah Crawford. Um, I have been an employee of the Putnam County Library for 16 years, going on 17. Um, I have two boys. Um, one was homeschooled. One goes to public school here in the county. Um, and I love my job. I get to work with the community. I get to help people. And it's just the best thing ever. Well, that's great. Well, we are right in the middle of summer, both from a heat wave side and everything else. But we want to talk today especially about the the uh, summer offerings at the library. And Catherine, maybe we'll start with you to talk first about the library system because you have more than one location for the library, don't you? Yes, that's absolutely right. Most people think about the Cookville location, which yes. is our main, that's our main branch. But we have three other branches. We have Monterey, Baxter, and Allgood. And all three of those branches offer basically the same things that the Cookville branch does at a, on a smaller scale. So Monterey has its own building, its standalone building with meeting room space and computers. They have a great, a great space up there in Monterey. Um, Allgood is housed inside the senior center. So if you're looking for the library, it's there inside their senior center. It's smaller, but she has amazing an amazing selection in there. She does a great job. That's Rochelle in All Good. And then in Baxter, you have Matthew, and he is in the old school building. Um, we've got some signage out there, so you'll find him, but he has made that library so adorable. It's great. That's great. Well, mm -hmm. folks need to go by and visit all these locations and, and just sort of uh, – sort of see what's there. Well, let's talk a little bit about summer offerings, and um, I, either one of you can jump in, but we're in the middle of summer. Part of this is history at this point, but part of it is is still yet to come, and then we're going to talk about fall offerings. Yes. Well, I'm going to let Sarah mainly talk about our summer stuff because she was so instrumental in making all of it happen, um, but I do want to quickly thank our friends of the library and the Save the Children Foundation, their grant and the our friends group. Without their financial support, we really couldn't have done what we did this summer. So we super appreciate both of those groups. Um, but then, yes, Sarah, you take it away. <laughs> thank you. Um, so our children's summer reading program was amazing this year. Um, me and my coworker, Lanessa, put 
all of our heart and soul into doing the best that we could. Um, we had two different story time offerings. There was Read, Play, Grow, uh, which was for birth through age three. We had um, early literacy activities and intentional play, which helps build social emotional skills and fine motor skills. Um, and then there was also story in STEM, which was geared towards five and up. And we did two stories and then we would go do science related activities or technology related activities after the story time. Uh, both of those were highly attended. Um, and I'm very happy with the way that they, those programs worked out. Um, we had crafts every week. We had movies every week. Uh, we had snacks that were given away. Um, oh, the summer reading logs. Oh, too. the summer reading logs. Yes, absolutely. We, we had um, 780 children registered to participate in wow. our summer reading program. Mm -hmm. They have read almost 15,000 minutes from the beginning of June until July 2nd, which is fabulous. Well, that's wonderful. That's that's a, a great uh, uh, a great tribute to the the library's ability to reach out and, mm -hmm. and bring a lot of different folks in. And it's air-conditioned, isn't it? It is air-conditioned. <laughs> we keep it a little chilly downstairs in the children's section, yes. I, I saw in the paper uh, recently that uh, one of the pieces on the library said, it's a great place to bring the kids for the summer. Absolutely, especially mm -hmm. if you're playing outside in the playground or at Dogwood Park. Come on into the library and cool down for a little bit, read a story or two. It's a great place to be. I think I'm going to come there tomorrow because I need to do a little work on a piece on Putnam County history, and I'll just bet you've got a, a resource for it. We might have one or two. I'll bet you do. I'll bet you do. Well, you you offer a wide range of programs for the summer, so and I'm sure you attract a wide range of children, different ages, uh, and adults. So some of your programs are focused on adults. So, so let's just sort of talk about them. Um, and I've got an order, but do you have a particular order you want to talk about? We can talk about them in any order you would like. All right. Well, let's, uh, there was a piece in the paper that had an order to it, and uh, we'll just start with that. Arts and Crafts. Arts and Crafts Corner Paint by Number was a program you offer. Yes, we do. That is upstairs, and that's a, it's for children can do it, but it's more geared toward teens and adults. We have every other, well, every Monday we have the Arts and Crafts Corner, but every other Monday we provide a specific art or craft activity for people to come. We have, so Paint by Number was what we did um, one week, and then we will have string art, and they'll make like little pottery things. It's really, it's cool. And that is run by our adult services librarian, Cynthia. She is the mastermind behind that. And that has been really successful. People so love that's, it. That's ongoing all summer. Yes, yes. And actually, we started that in the spring. One of the things um, that's been fantastic is that people have asked for us to continue to do these programs outside of the summer because they've been so popular. So we're going to try to keep going with these. And you also offer a chair yoga program, a little different kind of activity. Yes, that is done through the All Good branch, actually. That is, uh, Rochelle does that for her All Good patrons at the Senior Center. They have chair yoga, and I think it is twice a week that she's able to offer that for them. So it's been very well attended and very well liked. Well, that's so, great. Mm -hmm. And, uh, the Putnam County Health Department comes in and offers some uh, wellness library programs. 
Yes, they do. They have been a really great partner for us. They come in and they talk to the kids about nutrition and hygiene, and they come and bring sunscreen and do all kinds of neat and good things that are really beneficial to our community. So we really appreciate them. Well, we want to talk in uh, in more detail about some of these programs. And um, one that certainly uh, caught my attention because I dealt a lot with the STEM Center at Tennessee Tech, but you offer a STEM for Girls program and you have a corporate partner in that, Cummins Filtration. Talk a, a little bit about that program. Yes, um, Cummings has been excellent to partner with us and work with us. And they actually, it's not only STEM for girls, but they have another program for teens and then just overall for, for kids of all ages. So they bring in their engineers, all the resources, and do this program for them about engineering. And it's always very exciting to see what they bring and what they do with the kids. And again, or I don't think I've said this actually, but it's always free. So every one of our programs that we offer at the Putnam County Library, they're free. And that's really important for us to to continue that and keep things free. So what age groups participate in STEM-related programs? We have had a really wide variety of ages. I would say from three years old, probably to 14 or 15. Um, Sarah also does a story in STEM just outside of special, you know, STEM programs. And I think she's had a huge range of kids. Yeah, um, that one has been five to, I think, about 12 just for that one program. It's So it's a wide range. And it's neat to see how the kids interact with things differently and how they take in the information differently depending on their age. And so the curriculum is really, or the experience, is geared to their age group. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep, we've had a lot of success, and we've tried to also build in um, some art projects with that. We had a mermaid fairy garden um, art project that was wildly popular. So we've had lots of STEM and STEAM success. And and STEAM is a, an mm-hmm. adaptation of STEM. STEM is science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, and when we get STEAM in there, we bring in the arts. Correct. So we try to do that, incorporate that at the library as well, and bring in some of those um, art, that art perspective. One really neat thing during Story and STEM was um, I did a sandcastle day, and out of the 15 kids in attendance, only two had ever built a sandcastle. And so we built sandcastles in the library with sand and water and shells and rocks, and it was wonderful. Um, The kids actually wanted to take them home, which wasn't originally the plan, but luckily we had enough supplies to facilitate that request. It was wonderful. Well, that that just sounds like a lot of fun. So you don't have to go to the beach to start playing with sand. Right, but you do have to go to the dollar store and get a broom (laughs) and a dustpan after that. (laughs) But not a a bad bad way to spend a little bit of time in in the summer. Well, that's good. I saw a picture in one of the STEM camps of a young lady who uh, had the broadest smile on her face, and she couldn't have been five or six years old at the most. Yes. But I think they really enjoy that activity, don't they? Absolutely. They love it. And we love love being able to do that Mm -hmm. because who else is going to let you play with sand and air conditioning? Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. And it, it teaches them a lot. 
It does, and it exposes them to things they might not otherwise be exposed to, which is really important for us at the library. Well, that's great. We're going to take a quick break and come back and talk about some of the other programs you offer. What's so important about shopping with locally owned businesses? When you shop local, your hard-earned dollars stay here in the community, helping to benefit your friends and neighbors, local schools, roads, and all aspects of community life. But what happens to my money if I spend it online or at a national chain store? In most cases, the profits go far away, out of state, corporate headquarters, or even overseas. It doesn't take any extra effort to shop local. Office Mart on South Jefferson and Cookville is your locally owned office furniture and supply store. For over 35 years, they've been proud to serve businesses in the Upper Cumberland with quality and value. You get real customer service, too. And unlike shopping online, you can actually see and try out the large inventory of office furniture in their showroom. And when it's delivered, it's not a box on your step. They're glad to install and set up everything. Office Mart. There's no other locally owned office store in the region. South Jefferson Avenue across from Hardee's. Shop local at Office Mart. Welcome back to Local Matters. We are talking to Katherine Weisinger and Sarah Crawford from the Putnam County Library, and we're talking about summer offerings, some of which have already started and others of which are, are yet to come. Uh, you mentioned some of the STEM activities, but you do some Lego activity too, don't you? Yes. The Children's Library offers um, a weekly Lego challenge, and um, we had a theme that you could build upon or you could free build because nobody wants to restrict creativity. And the kids have a wonderful time doing that. Um, some of the things that come out are just magnificent. I'll bet. I'll bet. That's, that's a great experience. And again, it's related to all of the things that STEM considers important. So that's, that, that's good. You also... Habla Espanol occasionally. Yes. You offer some Spanish for kids. Absolutely. Yes, that's right. I Because I, my background, I'm an English as a foreign language teacher prior to this. So I feel very strongly about language acquisition to help build literacy skills. I think that's super important. So we have Spanish for kids. And it has been amazing. We have a great teacher. She's wonderful. Patricia, she taught in June our classes were full, so we're offering it again at the end of July. And we have two different classes, one for five to seven-year-olds and one for eight to ten-year-olds to come for an immersion-type class for Spanish. And the teacher, I can't understate how incredible she is. She's very engaging. The children have loved it. She sends home songs, and the kids come back, and they listen to the songs, and I just hear these little Spanish songs from our library. It's so cute. It's been wonderful. Well, that's right. super. And it's, yes. a, it's a very valuable mm -hmm. skill for those students to, to have it, at least a bit of a bilingual capability. It is, and I have told you know, the parents of the children that it is not meant for them to be fluent in a couple right. of weeks, of course. It's exposure. Right. We expose people to different things and different languages, and it helps build different skills for them. So it's really important. Well, you have such a diversity of offerings. Uh, you offer some classes that start with the words, the history of. Tell us about the history of. Yes, that is more geared for adults, but kids and teens are always welcome. 
if they would like a little history lesson as well. I tried this summer to also offer a lot of programming for adults so that adults could kind of have a little summer camp programming experience as well. So the History Of series is done by Keith Brown, and he is an adjunct professor at Tennessee Tech in the History Department. He comes on Mondays, 6 o'clock, and each session is different. So if you don't get to come to every single session, that's okay. You can jump in and learn about a little pocket of history. He's done D-Day because June 6th was D-Day, so he um, did a program on D-Day He's talked about the Civil War. He's going to talk about, I think, the American Revolution. And so it's been really interesting. People have loved that series. So we're going to try. That's one of the other programs we're going to try and continue into the fall. Yeah, that just really sounds exciting. And and obviously there are hundreds of topics that, oh, yes. that could, be, uh, could be talked about uh, there. Well, you offer STEM for kids, but you offer crafts for kids also, Sarah, don't yes, you? Yes, yes. And my coworker, Lanessa, has been amazing at doing those crafts. She's come up with all of them. She has um, troubleshoot, done troubleshooting to make sure that they are as easy as possible for kids of all ages with as little uh, parental assistance as possible. Uh, and... Uh, I think that's like the first program she's ever actually led, and I'm so happy with how well it's turned out for her. She just uses me as a guinea pig because I'm terrible at crafting. So <laughs> she can just, if I can do it, any age can do it. Well, that's great. So you can get, uh, again, a, a diverse group of, of experiences. Well, tell me about Ready, Play, Grow. Oh, Read, Play, Grow. Yeah, that is. Um, Read, Play, Grow. I'm that's sorry. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. It's um, for. It's geared towards kids who are birth through age three, so about the lapse at age. Um, but really, anybody could come. We do have a girl who's about six who comes fairly often. Um, we'll do a story or two, and then we have intentional free play. Um, so we'll have water beads or we'll have sand, buckets of sand for the kids to dig and look for pirate treasure. Uh, we have tunnels and balls and uh, gears that the kids can put together and make little inventions. Uh, we have hula hoops. We have puzzle, uh, board games. We have a parachute that we can do together to play games. Um, it can be themed towards a story. It could just be free play, just depending on the mood of the kids during the time. And they can rotate as they see fit. Um, it does help those kids who are so little who may not be in daycare, who may not have a large, you know, circle of friends or family around them, learn how to interact with other kids. Sometimes there's some mishaps, but the the kids are really good at bouncing back and just going right back into playing. Yeah, I don't think the kids notice the mishap as no, much as not the, usually uh, as the parents do. <laughs> That's exactly uh, right. Reading is really important, isn't it? Absolutely. And in the summer, it's yes. really important. Yes. We try hard to help support parents, the school system, teachers, kind of bridge that gap in the summer when the kids maybe aren't reading quite as much because they're out of school, they don't have as many opportunities. So that is one thing we work really hard to do to not only keep them engaged in reading, but show them how much fun the library is. We get a bad rap sometime, and I don't know why, because we are very exciting. We've got tons of fun stuff happening. Well, and and you work, uh, you have worked personally, I know, with imagination libraries before. Dolly Parton's efforts on the imagination library 
are partly to get people excited about reading and to keep them actively involved in it. Yes, she is, excuse me, truly an inspiration. Her work has been incredible and has really changed the way I think the state has moved forward with reading and programs. She has been phenomenal, and we're always very appreciative of all the books through that program. And it's a great experience for the for the children to uh, to it be is. able to be part of that. And perfect word for it, imagination mm-hmm. library. Yes. It uh, really helps them think a little bit. You also do some things with puppy dogs and other furry creatures. I think you call it furry fun. That is all Matthew and Baxter. Um, I I also love all of our furry friends. Anyone who's met me knows that. But Matthew had a really cool program with the animal shelter where he partnered with the animal shelter that came. They brought some animals uh, to teach kids about the responsibility of animal ownership. They did a craft. So that was super successful. And uh, are you going to bring it back again in the future? (laughs) Oh, yes, absolutely. We're always excited to have animals. Well, I will speak for myself. I'm always excited to have animals in the library. Well, that's great. That's great. Boy, there just are so many programs to, to talk about gardening and something called Fairy Gardens for Children. Talk about that a little bit. Yes, I mentioned that, I think, um, the Mermaid Fairy Gardens, which was part of our STEM STEAM week, where we had lots of STEM activities, and we also wanted to incorporate art into that. So the kids got to come and create their own Mermaid Fairy Garden with the help of Petal and Rake, Serena Wells. She is incredible, and she came volunteered her time and her resources and helped the kids create these wonderful little gardens. So it was so popular. We're going to absolutely have to do that again. We're going to take a quick break and come back and talk some more about summer programs at the library. Welcome back to Local Matters. We are talking to Katherine Weisinger and Sarah Crawford from the Putnam County Library, and we're talking about summer programs and we've we've had a pretty wide range of discussion already about some of the programs, but boy, something that folks thought a lot about in the month of June, water days. We had uh, a heat wave in June. I'll bet those water days were were popular and are popular. Absolutely. I can talk really briefly about the one in Monterey because both the Monterey branch and the Cookville branch had water days this year. And then I'll let Sarah talk about our Cookville Water Day. Um, Dolene is our branch manager in Monterey, and she always does such a spectacular job with her Water Day. She gets a water slide, and the, the kids come from all over and hang out and have a great time. And you're right. The weather was very conducive to being <laughs> wet and playing in the water. It has been unbearably hot. We had a, such a hot June. So, very popular uh, for that Monterey Water Day. And our Water Day at Cookville was wonderful. We had 100 kids out there, if not more. We know 100 for sure because we gave away 100 free um, ices from Kona Ice in the park. Uh, the fire department was there getting kids wet. We had um, chalk in different outside games, uh, and it was wonderful to see all those kids having just a great time getting wet and running back and forth between the fire truck and the fountain, and 
it was a great time. And the Kona ice truck, have you had that? It's so good. Oh, they're delicious. Yes. Yes, we really appreciate them coming and setting up. They were they were really good. Well, that's great. And and these kind of fun activities are are partly designed to uh, get kids to understand the library is educational, but it's a fun place to go to, right? Absolutely. Exactly. We like to create a fun but safe, inclusive space for everyone to come. And right. again, always free. Always free and cool. <laughs> exactly. As long as the air conditioner works, that's right. <laughs> you also do some magician things. Uh, you have something called Sharp Illusions. Talk about that. Oh, that's Rochelle, all good branch. She got a local magician to come and do a really cool magic show for her patrons out in All Good. Very successful. Everyone loves a magic show. So she always has lots of participation in that. And that's an annual, that's a summer event. So she'll have that again next year. I am sure of it. And so if you missed it this year, you have to put it on your calendar for next summer. So you need to get in the library and get get accustomed to what the offerings are and when they when they're going to happen. That's right. Actually, our biggest problem this summer has been space and resources for everyone. We've actually had to turn people away because we've had so much participation, which is an awesome problem to have. But yes, please come early to the events. We ought to uh, make sure if there are Putnam County commissioners listening, uh, uh, the library needs some more space, right? Yes, absolutely. we sure do. We could absolutely <laughs> use this space. <laughs> Educationally, you offer French classes? Correct. Again, my English is a foreign language background. I'm very, uh, I'm in strongly support uh, bilingual or just literacy in different languages. So we do, we have French classes. Those are in the evenings. Again, geared toward adults, but any age group is welcome to attend. Those are on Wednesday nights. People really love them. We're going to continue. It's I've kind of got a rotating language class structure for our programs. We've got Italian in the fall. We're going to do Spanish again. And maybe some – we did sign language already. We'll probably repeat that. So going to keep the different language classes rolling as long as we Excellent. can. Mm-hmm. Well, those are, are valuable. Yes, they, they really are at any age. But – Really, for older people, very beneficial to help you think in a different way and learn something new like that is very good for your brain. Great. Sometimes it's not communicating with um, language. It's communicating with a ukulele. (laughs) You have a ukulele program too, right? We do. We do. And that also has been shockingly um, well-liked, not shockingly, I guess. I just didn't realize how popular the ukulele was. I have never tried to play one. I had n- no idea how to do that. And we had so much, um, people were so excited about it. So we've got ukulele classes. Those were on Thursdays for, we had four sessions, but we're going to have to do it again because people came and again, all ages from 10 years old to probably 70 we're in there playing the ukulele. And once more, I don't know much about the ukulele, but <laughs> between the start time and the finish time, they could play a song. I was oh, really that. impressed. Yes, they were really good. So, so do fun. they bring their own ukulele or does the library uh, or the 
person leading the class furnish some? Our teacher is Cliff, and he was great, and he brought several loaners so that if you didn't have a ukulele, you could borrow one from him. But a lot of people brought their own. They had their own, so they were ready to play, and it was great. It was really phenomenal. I was a little worried because it's a library and music, but it worked out really well. That's great. Um, and and we can't talk about a library without talking about books. You have a, a program, First Friday Book Club. Talk about the, the First Friday Book Club and how it interacts at the library. Yes, absolutely. The First Friday Book Club is all year. It runs every first Friday of the month, um, and it's not just a summer thing. It's all the time. That's run by our outreach librarian, Lexi. She does a great job with that. You can check our website or you can go to Facebook or come into the library to see what book they're reading. And you can check out the book. We have a kit, so we'll have the book for you. Just come in, get the book, and come on to the library on the first Friday and enjoy just a conversation about the book. And they're different. We, I feel like we do a pretty good job of variety with the book so that we kind of hit all different genres and styles so that people have you know, different experience. It's nice sometimes to read something you wouldn't normally read. So the First Friday book clubs are great. You should definitely come check those out. And on occasion, you have a book sale at the library, don't you? We do. Our friends group does that. That is the first weekend of the month, and they do a great job with that. It's a Friday in the afternoon for Friends Club members, and then Saturday open to the public. But that's really great. Please come and buy some Buy some books. And I think it's called Twice Told Tales yes. sometimes. Yes, it's that, Twice Told Tales. That's the name. Mm -hmm. That's great. Well, we've talked about the summer. Let's let's mm -hmm. sort of look out forward into the fall a little bit. What's coming up in the fall? I am so excited about the fall. I'm going to let Sarah talk about it, but we have got some amazing things. October is one of my favorite months, so I'm really excited. Um, but we have stuff all fall, so I'll let Sarah talk about some of those. Thanks. So I know in August, we're all taking a little programming break to wind down from the summer and plan as many amazing community programs that we can to do the best that we can for our patrons. Um, starting in September, uh, we're going to be having story time with our wonderful librarian, Carol Teeters, in the children's department. Um we are going to start back the VIP program, which is for adults with different disabilities. Uh, I've run that for, I guess this would be the fourth or fifth year that I've done that. Uh, it's wonderful. We do movies. We do art. We do movement programs. We play games. It's a great time. Uh, and then in, in October, we're going to have a ton of different Halloween events. Uh, I know Carol was talking about doing tombstone, tombstone iconography classes and Legends of Tennessee Witches for adults, not just children. Uh, we'll have a teddy bear sleepover at the library, which is always a wonderful time. And then in November, we're going to do Dino November. And so dinosaurs will be taking over the Putnam County Children's Library. Oh, boy, that'll be mm -hmm. exciting. Yes. Oh, yes. We're gonna, wow. Mm -hmm. We have a lot on board for the fall. Um, ghost stories and trick-or-treating and pumpkins to dinosaur takeover dinosaur stampede it's going to be incredible so folks just need to stay connected at the library yes. all the time they absolutely do it is the most important place in town I say that a lot <laughs> but it really really is and they can go there and use some meeting spaces at times too right absolutely 
We do. We have free public meeting rooms, and that's pretty rare, I think. There are very few places that still offer meeting rooms for free to the public, but we do. You need to come in and get an application. We do have a policy, so you fill out a form, and if we have space available, you can use the room for free. That's absolutely right. That's great. So, mm-hmm. And do, can they come to any of the libraries, or is that at the Cookville the, uh, location? The Cookville Library and the Monterey Branch both have meeting room space. Well, tell us a bit. You've mentioned the Friends. Tell us a bit about your board of directors and Friends of the Library. Oh, yeah. So our board of trustees is the governing board of the library. And they're a pretty different role than our friends, but we have just an incredible board of trustees. They are amazing. They're a really supportive board. Um, Again, they're a governing body, so they help with things like budgeting and policies, strategic planning. They're really, they're great. And they're often just a sounding board for me. I look to them for advice all the time. They're great. Um, Harry Engel is our chair. Yeah, sure. Harry, he's excellent. And we have a great board made up of just lots of different people in the community. Pat Phillips, Cindy Putman, Alicia Upchurch, uh, Drew Binkley, Brian Payne, Danny Rader. I think that's it. Yeah, I think I got them all. Really They're good great. Growth. They are. And then you have your friends. And then I have, then we have our friends. members are friends too. But. Well, they are. And we actually, Pat Phillips uh, is on both. She good. serves on both. She's a friend and she's on our board of trustees. Our friends group, they're more of like an advocacy group for us. They raise money. They help support our programs. In fact, the friends group supported our Spanish for Kids, completely sponsored by them. We had an under-the-sea tea party that was sponsored by the friends group. That was It was so sweet. So they do – they're a different – kind of um, advocate for us than our board of trustees, but we are so lucky to have both those groups support us. You need them both. And we do. We want to thank folks for doing that. And I want to thank you both for being here today to talk about the library. We've been talking about the Putnam County Library with Katherine Weisinger and Sarah Crawford. And again, thank you both for being with us. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you so much.